Hello sports fans and welcome to the 10th episode of Pub Talk Rugby League, a podcast where old mates from high school meet up to talk about rugby league. My name is Adam and I know a little bit about football, so, <laughs> but I'm joined, like always, with my panel of armchair experts. Smokes. G'day gents. The Principal. Hello. And Phantom. Fucking mixing it up, you legend. Yeah, I got it, mate. I got, I got yelled at last time. So experts, <laughs> let's crack our beers. Cheers. Yep. Uh, and get into it. Last week was Magic Round, where all the games of football were played in Brisbane over a couple of days. Smokes, you were there on Friday. How was it? Yeah, yeah, I was there on Friday. Look, the atmosphere was great. Um, they had, um, by the time the second game was going, they had over 41,000, and I took my partner to her first ever footy experience. Um, all I can say, I guess, is thank God I was getting free Bundy rum during the second game as part of my prize, because... Oh boy, that was painful to watch. Yep. Okay, Principal, did you watch much of the games last last week? Um, I watched the Friday night games, so that was um, interesting. And, you know, I felt for Smokes and his partner as well <laughs> during that game. Um, <laughs> I felt for her too. <laughs> uh, but yes, it, you know, I watched a few other games, the Raiders game, and um, I didn't catch any of the Sunday games though. So. And what about you, Phantom? I... Watched a few of the games here and there. Like, obviously watched the um, the Roosters game. Although I had to... Um, I, I, I did fall asleep in the second half because I got a bit all rummed up. But I um, <laughs> I, I re-watched it the, uh, the following morning. But yeah, look at most of the games here and there. Rum, uh, Bundaberg Rum should be our official, unofficial sponsor. Mm. It is a good drop. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, so, week 10, Magic Round... Harry Potter versus bloody Gandalf <laughs> the Grey, you know, all those good things. Who would win between Gandalf and Harry Potter? I think Gandalf. Uh, I don't know, man. Harry Potter, he knew stuff. I'm thinking Harry what? Potter. I don't, I don't know, you shall Gan- not pass. I Gandalf mean, f- came back from the fucking dead and he can do more than wave a wand around. I'm pretty sure Harry Potter came back from the dead as well. Yeah, I'm I was about to say that too. <laughs> Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back Gandalf. All right, I'm going to back him. Experience tells. It's an, it's an even thing. Harry Potter didn't survive the Battle of Helm's Deep, did he? No. He, only because he wasn't there. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Great logic, that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, um, magic round. Um, well, I, I guess there was a bit of magic throughout the entire round because the refs waved their wands and players kept on disappearing. Wow. At what part of the weekend did you write that one-liner down to say tonight? It all started with the Tigers' nights. I mean, four sin bins um, throughout the match. The Tigers were just way on top. Newcastle just, they look they look a complete shambles. They, they have gone so far backwards to the way... The first probably two-thirds or three-quarters of last season, they look like they were, they were a team on the up, but they've, they've gone backwards a lot. I know they've got some injury concerns and all of that, but they just didn't really look like they were ever in this game. Um, the Tigers did it comfortably. And it's not like the Tigers have been in great form either. So I don't know what's going on with the Knights. Well, I actually had an interesting stat like last night that um, without Mitchell Pearce playing, that they're winning about 25% of their games since he's been up there. So he, they're saying that he's, he, you know, he's got a big influence over their, their win percentage. So, yeah, it's interesting. He's been out. Ex-Rooster. He does. Um, he, he has a, a huge um, impact on on what they do and and yeah they look completely clear and and Kalen Ponga was missing as well so you got your two best players there really you, you, all your creative spark comes from those guys so yeah I don't know what's going on with them 
Okay, uh, Smokes, <laughs> Sea Eagles versus Broncos. Oh, do I have to? Give give the ball to Tommy. Just give the ball to Tommy. Oh, no, it's it's just give the ball to anyone who's playing against a maroon and gold jersey at the moment. Um, look, that was really disappointing because the last couple of weeks the Broncos had shown a few signs of, of improvement and this was their worst performance of the season. Look, I was quite vocal with you guys with my messages on the night about my dissatisfaction with the referee. Uh, I'm not... So, look, he, he didn't play a part in, in us losing that game. Look, he... he we did not play well. I mean, you concede 50 points, you didn't play well. But And, and look, obviously the sin bins we'll talk about, because it happened in all the games, bar one, I think there was at least one player put in the bin or sent off in every game except for one. So it wasn't just unique to our game. I thought that the first one, the Tyson Gamble one, was a was a bit of a rip-off. I mean, it was just a, a small clip across the chin. It didn't deserve a sin bin. And the two, the two against Manly in the final 60 seconds, well, that was just done as a square-up. So that no one could complain and say that, oh, he only put he was, he only put in Brisbane players in the bin. But, look, Brisbane were a bit disappointing, though, obviously. And, and Manly, they're, they're in some pretty good form at the moment. I mean, I, I tipped them at the start of the year to finish right near the bottom of the ladder. They're now in the eight. So it just goes to show how much of a difference it makes when, when Tom Trebojevic is in that side. Because it gives, it gives Taylor Cherry Evans and, and Jake Trebojevic a foil. It gives them an attacking weapon to use, and they're using it well. I reckon he's the best player in the game, in the comp at the moment. He's up there. He, he, him and Nathan Cleary. If not just on individual performance, but based on the fact that you actually know what happens when he's not there. Like if Cleary's um, not there, you don't know how you don't know what the impact is. Like we actually know what the impact is with Jabojevic. Penrith would probably still win without him. Yeah, that's the thing. Like pretty well, it's. Tom Trevojevic is carrying Manly all the way to the, the top eight. Oh, he is, he is. Mm. And look, I, I, look, I think probably at the moment Nathan Cleary is probably the best player in the comp at the moment, but Trevojevic is right there with him. Like, he's... he's. If he keeps going, I reckon old Uncle Nick will be throwing a contract his way by the end of the year. We'll, we'll find a spot for him. Oh, with that sombrero of yours, why not? That's the last oh, thing you need is more injury-prone players, though, the Roosters. <laughs> now we fix them. Tedesco mm. used to be injury-prone. Fixed. Right, as, what about you know, the rest as opposed of them? to those ten guys who are out at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Didn't, didn't you have a guy retire this year because of concussion? Another guy who's already been ruled out of origin for concussion. We just had to make way for Sawali. Well, he's making his debut yep, on is. Saturday. Got it. Got uh, confirmed today. He is. I'm so glad we can hear about someone else apart from Walker for now for the next few weeks. You're going to hear about. It too. Hey, imagine imagine what happens when Walker does a cutout pass to Sawali and gets a try. Uh, just TV off. TV straight off. Mm. Oh. oh, God. Andrew Voss is going to need a wet sponge. <laughs> yeah, and, and the rest. Oh, my God. Look, I like Vossy as a commentator, but, my God, he can... Um, when he gets fixated on a particular player, he yeah. then doesn't shut up about it, and it gets really annoying. He's the best commentator between both channels. I, I used, he used to drive me nuts because he used to think he had his nose so far up Gus Gould's ass, it wasn't funny. But he is... <laughs> The best and most entertaining commentator in the there is. Yeah, but like, like you said, yeah. he, he has those moments though where he gets fixated on something, he becomes really annoying. Like um, that game, the Broncos Storm, where Pappenhausen scored four tries right at the end of that first half. Every time he touched the ball for the rest of the match, oh, he's going to get his fifth. He's going to get his fifth. Like every time he touched it, it's like, it's like, mate, calm down. Like he's like a hundred meters away from the line, and he's got five guys around him. Not even the Broncos could stuff that one up. And you're saying he's going to get his fifth. Phantom, Bulldogs versus Raiders. 
I'm just glad. The best thing about this game is that finally, it the we've it's been able to highlight the sheer act of grubbery in in Papa Lee's game, <laughs> and just they're a pack of grubs, an absolute pack of grubs that all playing for themselves. They're not playing for the team. And Ricky's a sook. Ricky's a sook. They won. Yeah, no, and he still and he still had a winch. Oh, I'm going to go get different players. Okay. I think that's a valid point, actually. But oh, f- off or, it is. You, do you just like recycle the same things every week? Have you got this like just pre-recorded? No, that's all. Ricky's a sock, Papali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're week on week complaining, I'm gonna label you as a sook each week. And when you're just a A-grade mullet-growing grub, I'm I'm gonna call you out for it. Plus, he's not going to be playing for the next, like, ten weeks, so it was my last chance. Nah, well, it's only three, three weeks. weeks three weeks, so... It, hey, he'll do you something know off the field. He'll do something off the field. It was... No, he's got, a, go big, he's got, a, he's got a clean record, so... I, I don't even know... I don't even know where you get the grub thing from. Um, anyway, back to the game. Let's, um, so, the Papali incident... You know what? It, it deserved to be punished, but I don't think he was at all... It, it wasn't a... a I didn't think it was an act where he was absolutely trying to take that guy's head off. It was poor technique, it, and the guy very reckless. It, it, yeah, it was reckless, but it wasn't like he went. That's how I would describe it. It was reckless. Yeah. So that's he deserved the time off, but you know the time on the sidelines, and you know send off. Is that a send off every other game for the last two years? No, but ten in the bin, yes. But anyway, now it's different. I think when you look at what the standard was across the weekend, I reckon it's a send-off. Oh, definitely this weekend, like 100%. It hasn't been a send-off for a long time, but I believe that that one should be. See, that, oh, whilst I have some gripes with some that happened this weekend, the three send-offs I was perfectly fine with, especially the one in the Dragons-Melbourne game. That was bad. Yeah, I've changed my tune a bit with the send-offs, and I'm happy for that. I just, I think normally it wouldn't have been a, a send-off and it, Anyway, but he, in the past I, it wouldn't have been. I but, actually don't yeah. think he meant to do it, and that's it. It wasn't like he, he shoulder charged. I would agree with that. God, I reckon he did. He didn't even move his arms, and he like he went in with his shoulder. He didn't mean he didn't mean to hit him in the head. Fuck. He didn't go in with his shoulder. He, he went front on, but his shoulder. I don't think it, it matters if it means just because he didn't mean to hit him in the head. I don't think any player means to hit him in the head, or maybe except for the dragons. Oh, I yeah. think some do, yeah, dragons play. But well, what we were saying though is he's a grub, so I don't believe he's a grub. He, I don't think he actually meant to do it. No. He's just playing tough. No, I, so, I think it was poor technique and poor timing. And look, if you game like that, you and you get it wrong, you've got to yeah, suffer the exactly, yeah. Oh, and I was just gonna, yeah, I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say, I think. Um, a great effort by by Canberra though, because when that happened, they were down to eleven for a short period of time, um, and they were down by four points. And this is a team who is out of badly out of form, and they found a way to, to to finish off that game and win, even though they were down on men. So it was a it was a gutsy effort. I know it wasn't against the best opposition, but when you're out of form and you're down a man for that that last twenty minutes or whatever it was to come back and win, that was gutsy. It was very it, actually the way they're playing now is like the old Raiders. They would win when they're not meant to win. They would do these things. You know, it's sort of the games they were meant to win, they would lose. They're coming back. They lost two players and then all of a sudden they, they then get some motivation to play and put some effort in. And it's, it's gone back to the old Raiders. So what you're saying is load up on them this weekend because they're up against all odds and they're uh, going to win. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> give, me, give him a couple of beers and he'll agree with you. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna get wildly drunk on rum tonight, and then put fifty on the Raiders <laughs> to win this weekend. He's gonna wake up the next morning. It's his shout if they do. <laughs> It'll be the first five minutes. I'll start sending a text message around. No mistakes. Melbourne haven't scored. Raiders are on. You know that's that's when the confidence happens. But. Yeah. All right, uh, Smoke, Sharks versus Rabbitohs. Yeah, look, um, the Sharks, uh, sorry, the, the Rabbitohs obviously coming off that 50 nil belting by the Storm. Uh, they got some cattle back, though. They got Adam Reynolds in particular back. Um, look, early on, his kicking game was just unreal, as per usual. Just his short kicking game, forcing dropouts. He didn't miss a goal. They're up 20 nil. The Sharks came back and made a fist of it. They got back to 20 to 16. Uh, but then the, the Rabbitohs pulled away with a couple of tries and, and finished it off. I guess with this one, there was another sin bin. Look, whilst the actual tackle itself, yes, it was high, yet probably deserved to be sin bin. What I didn't like about it is the fact that it happened, and then another four tackles happened for that set, and then the, the, the bunkers called it back and said, oh, no, we've got to go and look at this. I don't like that. I don't like the we let play go on for a couple of minutes and then go back to something. If the on-field ref has missed it, to, then tough luck, you got away with one. And it happened a second time during that game. There was one where uh, Chad Townsend did a crusher tackle, and I do that in... Air quotes for the podcast. And again, that one, they waited until three tackles later before they called it back. Now, I don't like that. If you miss it on the field, tough luck, move on, get on with the game. But, uh, you know, Rabbitohs back to the, winning, the winner's circle, so it was good from them after the disappointing effort the week before. All right, uh, Phantom, Roosters versus Cowboys. I'm going to say now that by the end, like, Roosters won't win the competition this year. Can we, can we have a soundbite for that? No, no, we won't. Like, I, I don't, no, no, I don't think we will. But I do believe that this season the Roosters are going to win a lot of respect from a lot of people who generally tend to hate the Roosters just based on the fact that we are still performing well with the amount of injuries that we got. Not me. No nah, respect well, to you. Well, you're just bitter, that's why. Like, I'd be interested to see how we go up against the top teams because, like, the Cowboys weren't... They were okay. They were better than what they have been. They weren't great. You know, the Roosters played... I think the the Roosters played good. I think James Tedesco played brilliantly. And that's kind of what got us over the line. I, I agree. Tedesco was brilliant in the way that he made sure he dropped himself a foot and a half to get the Cowboys player put in the bin he at a do crucial that. stage oh in the game. God. I was about to say the same thing, folks. I, I hear so many people say he doesn't do it on purpose. Okay, stop. Well, I'm going to stop you there. Yeah, he does. I'm not saying he does it to get high tackled, but he does duck his body because he tries to get underneath guys to break through the line. Yeah, it doesn't mean he goes to get head high. Well, it's not a head high if he drops a foot and a half. Now, if he's standing upright when that player hits him, he's getting hit around the chest, which is a good solid tackle. Now, understandably, that should have been a penalty, a sin bin, a sin bin because Teddy decides to drop two feet. That ruined that game as a content. Now, I'm not saying the Roosters wouldn't have won. They're a better team. They probably would have won anyway. But at 18-16, with the Cowboys coming home hard, they're only down by two points. They've got, they're at Suncourt, which means they've got the, the home field advantage. And that player goes off for 10 minutes. That ended it as a contest. That was it. The Roosters had it then. And that's, that's disappointing. The, the comments, a few people have been made in them, and I think um, the idea that Tedesco needs to change his running style or his attacking style, it shouldn't have been a send-off. I've, sorry, a, a Symbian. That's one of the two that I don't think should have been. But 
I think for people to go around saying that Tedesco, like it's on Tedesco, it's his fault. He the way that he runs, the way that he drops his body, he, it's the his attacking style. It's not like he goes. I'll agree with that. Yeah. It's not like he goes and plants his head first into a chair into someone's chest. It's he's trying yeah. to get around the play. He's trying to mislead them. He's yeah. trying to duck around them and. There's some risk that's involved with it, but it's not. It's not. It's not Tedesco. I'll agree with that. It's. It's not his fault. But at the same time, it's not someone else's fault. If at the last split second he tries to duck under them and he and he cops yeah. a shot. I mean, with those, I understand you've got to give a penalty, but you can't bin guys for that. No. When it, when it happens so consistently to, to the same person, he has to change his running technique because every single other player has to change their tackling technique now, and. And that's the problem. Well, it's happening three times this year. Yeah, and it, yeah, but if you if we but if you're referring to like the the one of the against Parramatta, like that wasn't Tedesco's fault. That was bad. No, that was bad, and that that bike should have yeah, been should have because that was he was he led with the shoulder. That's the issue with that one. He led with the shoulder. So and that was intent to actually. Even, yeah, even if he hit him in the chest, that's still illegal because he led with the shoulder. So that one totally agree. But yeah, look, I agree. Like it's not you can't say oh Tedesco, you need to change your running style. He's not going to do that. That's it. that's why he attacks. That's why he's created his um, his superstardom qualities and, and all of that. But I, I think that one it should have just been a penalty. That wasn't a sin bin. I think the the refs got that one wrong. Uh, did anyone watch the Warriors Eels game? No, no, no. I didn't catch any of it. No. I mean, like apparently the, apparently the Eels were up twenty nil and then. All right, skipping that one. Moving on, uh, Storm vs Dragons. I watched mm. the last half of this. Mm. Entertaining game. You might. You should talk about it then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why the Dragons was down a player once they started half time though. Because they tried to decapitate Pappenhausen. Yeah, it was a bad one, and that like that would have been a send off any. Yeah, yeah. not just because time. of this yeah. crackdown. That would have been a send off any time. So that was bad. Look, the Dragons fought for a long time in that game because they were they, at that point they were down to eleven. And then obviously the, the uh, Maguire came back from the sin bin, so they were down to twelve for nearly the entire game. So I think that happened about twelve minutes into the game. Um, it was, they were only down by four points at half time, and it took Melbourne a long time in the second half before they finally pulled away from them. So it was a good fighting effort from the Dragons. Um, I tell you what, that Nico Hines um, coming right. in as a, as a backup for Pappenhausen, he is he is a freakish player. He set up five tries, and yep. he's he's so quick. You only like him because you guys want to sign him. Oh, no, man, I liked him before that, but God, he's going to look good in a Broncos jersey. Oh, man. With that flowing mullet and the blonde hair, yeah, it'd be great. It's, oh, he's going to be sensational. I think you need that wet sponge for smokes. <laughs> oh, I will need it, mate, if we sign him, trust me. You'll hear me, from, you'll hear okay. me, you'll hear me all the way down in Canberra, mate. Oh, mate. I really don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Last game, Titans versus Panthers. Oh, Herman S.A.S.A. Herman S.A.S.A., you bloody idiot. You had seven games before you to watch what was going on, and you went and did that. You deserve to be sent off for being an idiot, let alone the actual tackle itself. I didn't know we had Gus Gould in on the podcast. Yeah, special guest, mate, special guest. It did sound very familiar, that one. Fandom, you got abysmal four out of eight. I guess that's your average for this year's uh, tipping. Smokes, 5 out of 8. Principal, 6 out of 8. And myself, 7 out of 8. I would have had a perfect round if bloody the Knights won, which we were all tipping except for you, Phantom, but, you know, you're wild and crazy, right. so... But you I got love, that one. I love the symmetry there. 4, 5, 6, 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's almost like I'm playing these things, but, you know... Ooh, Smokes! I've drawn level, mate. I'm coming to get ya! Looking, looking 
season wide, uh, Phantom and Smokes both on 47, Principal on 57, and I pulled ahead by one on 59. So, you know, bookies, that's all I can say. News headlines. If we don't, there won't be a game. Volandi says Crackdown will save Rugby League. The, the first two articles we've got to talk about, they basically mm. lead into each other. And obviously the, the, the rest of this podcast, it's going to be dominated by by this topic now, which is the big crackdown. Um, right, so, the, can, the, so I feel like we should so, all take turns. Yeah, but, I, was, but I, I think so. Read, a two, you read my mind. A two-minute two limit. Let's not let this go forever, because otherwise we'll be here all night. All right. yeah, so, all right, go. So, uh, Prince, Principal, you go first. All right, I'm going to go first. Well... Okay, so two-minute timer going. I actually, I changed my mind. So at the start of this week, I thought this was the most ridiculous rule change ever. Listening to all the news and uh, Philandy speak, I've completely changed my mind. But what I think the biggest issue is, is if they want to keep speeding the game up and all these six agains, it's just, you put in so much, um, so much uh, risk to the players doing this more often. If they're actually serious about doing it, they should go back to slowing the, the, the game down like it was before, before the six agains, before all these other rules. Let the players be able to make decisions properly. So they have to change their tackling technique, but they can't keep speeding the game up. Otherwise, we're going to end up with players that are all basically halfbacks. There'll be no other player playing. And I think it's just, it's they've got to slow the game down if they want to get really serious about these head-high incidents. And the other, the other thing I think that no one's really speaking about is the HIA, the management of the HIA when someone actually does get concussed. So many different times you see that the trainer will come out, oh, they're perfectly fine. They get back in the line to defend their set. As soon as they're not defending, the player goes off straight away. They're not, they, they've got to look at everything. So they're looking at this one thing. That's my biggest... It's actually the biggest thing I've I pointed out every single week is when someone gets knocked out, if they're defending... They're not going to go off the field. They'll, they'll, they don't have time to reorganise the line, so they'll hop back in, and then as soon as they stop, they come off. So I think that's that's another big issue. But if they're really serious, I think they need to to think more about more than just sending everyone off. It has to be game wide change and actually think about it properly and spend a bit more time on it. Come on, Fen- you know it's it's not you know it's Robbo's fault that this has happened. So you better give us your take now. I'm in total agreement with it. Not just but not just because. Of Trent Robinson, although a lot when I do hear him talk about it, I am in full agreement with it. I I have no issue with this because it's the rules, and as far as I'm concerned, they told the NRL what was coming. And even if it was a via an email, said this is what is going to happen, they told him it was going to happen, and the clubs decided to play a game of chicken with them. They knew it was coming and they decided to either do nothing about it or totally ignore it or to see how the weekend would play out. You know, all the stuff that Andy said makes perfect sense to me is that you're going to get to a point when there's going to, it's going to cause massive damage to the game and we've got to get rid of it. So when's the right time to get rid of it? Just now. I know it was magic round, but get rid of it. It's just removed from the game. The most disappointing thing that I have about this whole thing is the way that a majority of the coaches reacted to it and used the press conferences their podium to voice their criticism of it where I really when I think you look at it is that it's just the coaches not liking the fact that they've got to change their style I don't know why they're getting so upset about saying they've got to change their tackling techniques when you shouldn't be practicing dangerous tackling techniques to fucking start with so it shouldn't really be that big an issue for you I, I don't agree with 
um, slowing the game down. I love the speed that it's at. And I think that although they are fatigued, it's that's not a hall pass or a reason for them to become reckless in their, their tackling technique. They just need to hone in on their skills and get on top of it. I Like, I want to keep the game at the speed that it is. It's just that the players and the clubs need to be better at how they act in defence. I could have I could have gone on for about five minutes. Yeah. And the rest, I, like I reckon. I like this two-minute rule. Make my job a lot easier. All right, let's go. Okay, so look, um, I've always been a very, very strong advocate of cleaning up the game. I, I was a massive fan of getting rid of the shoulder charge as a tackling technique because it is extremely dangerous. The studies on concussion, and look, much smarter people than me do these studies and know the dangers of it. And they've decided it's too dangerous. So I was all in favour for that. Um, the game is as tough as it's ever been. It, it, there's no question about that. Um, there was a few things about the crackdown I didn't like. Um, now, look, I totally agree. Get rid of the bad ones. The three send-offs, agreed with all three of them. Perfect. And, look, in the past, that, the one in the Dragons-Melbourne game, that would have always been a send-off. The other two might have got let go in the past. I was happy for them to be sent off because they, even whether they were accidental or not, they were still bad shots. It left the players unconscious, whatever, deserved to go. Um, I don't like, as I said before when we were talking about the South game, I don't like the let's go back four or five tackles previous and find a penalty. No, no, if you miss it on the field, if the player got up and, and played on, get on with it, move on with the game. Um, I do agree with Volandis in the fact that we do need to protect our players because you've got these risks of them having long-term effects when they retire. However, um, when it comes to this crackdown... It can't just be a crackdown on head-high tackles. There has to be a massive crackdown. And so there was a, I think it was Jack White, and I think he might have been put in the bin for that hip drop tackle. That is extremely dangerous. Now, it's not a head knock, but it's an extremely dangerous tackling style. That needs to be looked at as well. So they can't just go, oh, we're going to absolutely smash people for head highs. Smash them for any illegal play. And here's the thing. If they've decided that head-high tackles are sin bins, why wasn't every single head-high tackle put in the bin? Why was it just some? Uh, so you, there needs to be a line drawn somewhere to decide what is acceptable, what isn't. I thought a few of the sin bins were not fine, but the one against Tedesco, I didn't agree with. I thought that was crap because that he dropped. So I think there's got to be a bit of leeway there with, with stuff like that. But the bad ones, yes, get rid of them. I'll say one thing. I don't understand why these coaches are like, oh, it's taken away from the fabric of our game. And like, what does that actually mean, that... It was never part of the game, and if you're talking about you know how tough and brutal the game is, that it's tough to get up. Like tough players are not the ones that get up and keep playing. The tough players are the one that play under fatigue and still try and push their bodies in order to defend properly and attack. So this whole like it's taken away from the rugby league that I know. Like when was doing a head high ever the rugby league that you know and love? The the one point that Valandis actually made, which was absolutely like he was spot on with was this has always been a rule in the game we've just now decided to really heavily police it so mm. it's, like, it, it's never been legal to tackle someone in the head exactly so this fabric of the game crap look what I would say and, I, and we were talking about it during the week um, Phantom um, about how it will eventually balance itself out and I do agree to that with that to an extent in that the reason that probably part of the reason there were so many sin bins is because it take it. You, you can't just change the way you you defend, change the way you tackle, in the space of a couple of days. It will take a bit of time, and it will. The players will eventually change their styles a bit, so that they're not um, they're, they're not doing all these sorts of tackles. So look, next round, like this round coming up, there will be sin bins again, and maybe even send offs. There won't be as many. 
because the players will slowly learn, no, we can't do that. Um, so I think maybe part of the goal from the NRL is if we sin bin all these high tackles that are not really that bad, we're doing that to try and eliminate the bad ones, like the one that happened against Pappenhausen. Because then, then it's in the player's mind. I can't run out and do that because if I get it wrong, I'm going to be sent off. So I think that's part of the... the it's like if we be hard on everything, we get rid of the really bad ones. Okay, I'm moving on to the next uh, headline here. An easy decision. Walker reveals why he shunned Broncos for roosters. Well, you know, it's a very sensationalist headline because he didn't actually say anything about, oh, I just shunned the Broncos. He said he had offers from multiple clubs, but he chose the Roosters because he liked their setup, he liked their coach, and he thought at the time, he said they were the best team in the NRL, like because it was a couple of years ago that he signed with them. So this whole, this is again a Fox Sports sensationalist article to make the Broncos look like a bunch of sh- Pricks. I think it's more to bash Seabold around the head, and, and, and that is a that is a part of it as well because that, that they make comment of that. But when you actually read the quote, the, the the quotes from Walker himself, he said, he said, yeah, the Broncos. Yeah, I spoke to the Broncos, but I spoke to the other Queensland teams, and I spoke to plenty of Sydney teams, but I chose the Roosters. So it's not a case of like, oh, it's it was only between the Broncos and the Roosters, and the Broncos f-ed it up. Look, to be honest, I think he made the right choice. The Roosters were the best place for him at the time. They're a good system. As much as I hate admitting in front of you, you stupid little prick, they are. They're a good system. A winning system. Enjoy fifth this year. That's where I'm predicting you'll finish. Better than the Broncos, right? Enjoy 16th. They're 10 places higher than us, but that's all right. We'll be fifth next year. Fifth is not bad. I mean, there's, what, I'll take 16 fifth teams? next year. Yeah. All right. Next year. Uh, Milford's one million Broncos dream is over. His replacement shows how they got it all wrong. I, oh, I, lo- yeah. I love reading this because the principal used to have a raging stiffy for him many years back. I want him to come back to Canberra. Just bring him oh. back. We'll, we'll make him good again. And, you know, he can play off the bench for 150k a year. <laughs> God, you sound like a US president there. Make Milford great again. Exactly. So, yeah, I've thought he's been for years. Yeah, he's terrible. Milford has issues with being consistent. You sort of wonder, like... He just never lived up to the hype. Is it the Broncos have got it wrong? Or, or is he... Look, the, the impression I get from Milford... The impression I get from Milford is that I think he's a bit lazy. Yeah. He's, in terms of skill set and everything, he's, he's off the charts. And he had a period there where he was absolutely dominant. Didn't Benji Marshall say he's a trainer? Oh, Benji said he had to sort of push him a bit at training. And that particular season, Milford had a very strong season. So it's almost like he needs that experienced head to push him. Because when he does, he plays great footy. I mean, let's face it, I mean... We're one tackle away from him winning a premiership and him being awarded the man of the match. And he should have still got the man of the match anyway. He was the best player in that grand final. So he's shown what he can do, but he just has never quite got back to those heights. And and I think Brisbane at times tried to make him an organising playmaker, which he's not. He's not an organiser. He's an, he's an instinct player. He's best when someone else does all the organising and he just... Runs off the back of it. I mean, maybe he, maybe he should go back to fullback. I don't know. Look, the, the the fact is his time at Brisbane will be over at the end of this season. The Broncos are not going to retain him. Whether he goes to another NRL club or goes to Super League, God, if he went to Super League, he would kill it. He's the exact kind of player who would dominate over there. But the article is talking about how like how far we've dropped the ball because we've now dropped Milford, who is our $1 million signing, and we've got Albert Kelly back from Super League. He hasn't played in the NRL for about seven or eight years, coming up against... A bloke who probably should be playing for us in Sam Walker. All right. Well, we've done our rant with that little uh, organised uh, two minutes around the, the, the high tackle crackdown. Uh, so we're on to beer bets. 
Uh, last week, uh, Phantom, you lost one after everything was settled. Uh, you're now on 15. Principal, you gained two. You're now on 24. And Smokes, you lost one. Uh, you're now on 33. Uh, so this week, what are we going to do, gentlemen? Swallow to get a double. I'll take that. I'm taking that. Easily. Yeah, I'm taking that. Done. Taking that. Two beers? Yeah. Oh, I'll do, do six if you're that confident. No, do four it. beer bets this week, eh? Mm, he's running out of beers, that's why. Pull me down for <laughs> four. Pull me down four. for four. Ah, uh, there we go. Uh, go principal next. I haven't worked out my bet yet. Oh, actually, I do know my bet. I do know my bet. Hello, listener. Adam here, just cutting in. Smoke's had a technical issue with his recording, so we lost about 15 minutes of his recording. Uh, it was bound to happen. Uh, Smoke's beer bet was that the Rabbitohs would beat the Panthers. No, because I'm tipping them this week. I'm not taking that. Yeah, I'm the same, actually. Uh, no, I'll take it. I'll take it, actually. <laughs> All right, in principle? I'm going to go Raiders to upset Storm. I'll take it. Put four beers on it. Put four beers on it. Put four beers on it. Come on. Two beers. Are you f- Actually, you know what? I'm gonna, no, I'm going to do four because I'm going yes. to get four at least. Four. Oh, yeah. You've got plenty to spend. All right. On to everyone's favorite topic, the Dugan Report. I feel sad because I feel like these rule changes, while they definitely need to happen, is going to make tackles softer. So... There may not be any more Dugan report left. He didn't get injured this week. He'll still find a way. He'll still find a way. At this stage, he is made of class. But I don't know. I'm, I'm fearing for the, the future of this segment. We call him Porcelain Dugan, so maybe Porcelain. On to round 11 tips. Now, we're going to try something slightly different. One of our lovely listeners gave some feedback, so we're going to try this uh, where we rotate... Uh, so basically, I'm just going to change the order of who I ask uh, for round each each round. Uh, so okay, uh, Cowboys versus Knights. We'll start with Phantom. Knights. Knights and Smokes. Cowboys. And Principal. Yeah, definitely Cowboys. I think Knights are were struggling anyway, and they've got more injuries. Yep, and uh, I'm also picking the Cowboys. Okay, so Warriors versus West Tigers. Phantom. Warriors. Smokes. Warriors. Principal. I'm going Tigers. I think the confidence that they've got from last week will Ooh, may get them over the line. Got here. Oh, wow. You must be sick. <laughs> Del- you're completely delirious. He's delirious. <laughs> delirious. All right. I'm also picking Warriors. Okay. So, Sharks versus Dragons. Smokes. Dragons. Okay, prin- principal. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to go sharks. Sharks. You love your sharks, don't you, mate? Oh, they're my, they're my new second favorite team. Okay, uh, I'm going dragons and then phantom. Is Ben Hunt playing? Yeah, dragons. Put me down for the dragons. Dragons. Okay. All right. Titans versus bulldogs. Smokes. Titans. Yeah. All right, principal? Yeah, Titans, I think. But not confident. And I, I'm going Titans and Phantom. I'm going to guess Bulldogs. Titans. What? Ah. Yeah, I might have uh, influenced him. I apologise. Uh, okay, Roosters versus Broncos. Principal? I'm going to tip Roosters, but I reckon it's going to be close. I reckon it's going to be four points in it. It's going to be really close this game. Top. 
Okay. Because the Wiley's just going to be going to be overhyped, underperform. Uh, I've tipped Roosters, Phantom. Roosters. And Smokes. Roosters. Tough. Oh, f- <laughs> you're a dog. Support your own fucking team. Support your own team. That's not the point. You you back your own team. No, I, I'm with Smokes. If he wants the points, he wants the points. You're a grub. You're a grub. Raiders versus Storm, principal. Well, as a true supporter, I will actually tip and support my team. So, yeah, Raiders right, and my favourite player that actually doesn't play very often, Sam Williams, will score a double. But no beer bets. Just fingers crossed. No. But I just love him. He's my favourite player that just can never get on the field. Sam Williams. He'll be... He's going to be... He hasn't caught a plane home. He's going to be my first try scorer This week. Oh, jeez. First try scorer and double uh, try scorer Okay. That's the bets I'm doing. See the f- cold and flu tablets just kicking in. I've been on another planet this week. I'm picking the Storm. So I'm going to Storm. And also the bookies want me to go that way. So that's what I'm up to. Phantom. Mate, they could be playing the f***ing under six... Un- Ingedine Dragons, and I'd still tip against the Raiders. <laughs> Give me the Storm. And Smokes. Storm. At Canberra. I swear to God, every time there's a game that I could possibly go to, I'm in Sydney. Rabbitohs versus Panthers. I'm picking Panthers. Phantom. Rabbitohs. Smokes. Rabbits. Uh, Principal. Panthers. And finally, Eels versus Sea Eagles. I pick the Eels. Phantom. Sea Eagles. Sorry, just Tom... Tom Trevojevic. <laughs> uh, Smokes? Um, yeah, I'm going to get upset too, Manly. And Principal? I'll go Eels. Eels, right. Okay. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of this podcast. Thank you all for listening. Uh, you can catch us all on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we are available there. So thank you, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. See ya. Go, go the Raiders. See ya. You're <laughs> <laughs> See ya.